This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. Sandy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris all here. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us Thursday. And you know what that means right before... Another big NFL football weekend, and still for the Chiefs, of course, it's over-under time. It'll be uh, Chiefs and Ravens. We'll give our over-unders for what we think on that game, and uh, you can tell us uh, any over-unders you want us to weigh in on at 875-KTGR so that you can uh, get those in. And, you know, it's always it's always fun to get those in, but uh, we'll we'll see. And we'll also do the NFC Championship game since it's only two games left, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can. Uh, we'll see if we, uh, either game can uh, uh, can give us some good over unders. So, eight seven five KTGR, give us uh, your uh, over unders here for both the AFC and NFC championship games. While that also happens, as we uh, get Brendan here uh, as well, we'll we'll figure out the technical difficulties, but. Um, We'll also talk about the Chiefs specifically. Are they still dynasty building? Is it still in progress? Is it already, you know, is it already a dynasty? Do you consider it that as we speak? Or do you still need to add a little bit more to it to make sure that, uh, that it's going? And, uh, we'll, we'll get more into that in just a few minutes. We'll also talk some Mizzou men's hoops as, uh, Things have not looked great, but is there an opportunity in the next couple of weeks to get the first conference win, finally, with the schedule maybe lightening up a little bit for them? 875-KTGR, give us a call or a text. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show. And find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big Deal. So the Chiefs injury report looking kind of similar to yesterday. No Joe Tooney at practice. He's not really expected to play, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN yesterday. So looking like it'll be Nick Allegretti at left guard for the Chiefs this weekend. Isaiah Pacheco also did not practice second straight day. They did say that he was going to go through walkthrough, though. So it looks like he should be good to go. He said it himself earlier this week that he'll be fine uh, just with a toe injury as Chiefs get set for the Ravens this weekend. Derek Nottie also did not practice. Sky Moore did not practice today. He's still on injured reserve technically. So the Chiefs being careful with both of those players. They did get Mike Edwards back at practice. He's in concussion protocol this week. Chiefs taking on the Ravens at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon for the AFC Championship game. Coverage starts just about an hour before that, and that is the Big Show's Big Deal on this 25th day of January 2024, 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text us here on the show. And as far as, you know, the the dynasty of the Chiefs and what it looks like right now, is it still something that's being built? Is it still something that, 
the Chiefs have to add more to in order for it to be considered a dynasty. Uh, how much does it get impacted by the results of this game coming up this weekend, maybe? You can give us your thoughts on that at 875-KTGR. But, Brendan, it's it's fascinating. I I tend to believe that it that it's that way now. I mean, when you solidify a run like this with multiple championships, when you put yourself consistently in position to be there, I think you you can consider that a dynasty right off the bat. Um, I people disagree with me though. I, I I think it's there, but it it only grows from here. Is essentially what I I think the Chiefs are trying to build upon. So with this season, they're in the final four of the sport for the sixth time in a row. Is that right? That's correct. So, I mean, to me, that counts, and we can debate whether your championship game appearances have to be consecutive or your Super Bowl appearances in in the NFL would have to be consecutive. I I think not, um, because there are ties that that flow through this current era of Chiefs football that are still intact, right? You've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got Andy Reid. You've got Travis Kelsey, right? Like, to me... There are going to be players and pieces that come and go around that, but that's been the consistent group that you've had throughout this run. And the the fact that they've never missed an AFC championship game, to me, I'm already perfectly content to call it a dynasty. Um, You know, how it rates up against other historic dynasties of the league, I think is what we're still here to determine. But I'll say this one, Andy, like the potential longevity of the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs dynasty has a chance to thwart anything we've ever seen just because of the, the the young age that he began this journey at. He's, what, 28 years old, and there's no reason to think that he doesn't have a, a good number of prime year football ahead of him. So I feel like this has a chance to go down as the dynasty in NFL history, Yeah, uh, but it's already in the mix because of what they've accomplished, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's they're kind of up there with, uh, some of those other Patriot teams, if they win this third championship in six years, I mean, they're up there with the Patriots. They're up there with the 49ers. Uh, they're up there. I mean, uh, there were some Cowboy teams that were pretty darn good in the 90s that consistently put themselves in positions like this to where, uh, I, I mean, there's the, you can put yourself in that group pretty much. So, I, I do agree with you. It's maybe not entering the upper tier of dynasties that we've seen in the NFL, at least in the Super Bowl era. That's kind of what I'm looking at, mainly from 1966 on. I mean, the Chiefs have put themselves in a spot that only six, seven other franchises have done before. And uh, I, I think that's kind of, and if they build upon that, then they're just shrinking that group smaller and smaller. So what are the qualifications for that? When you say six or seven, where does that? What I mean, done? when you talk about going to uh, the AFC Championship game as consistently as they did, or making it to the Super Bowl as consistently as they did, I'm thinking of teams like uh, it's honestly two different Tom Brady led uh, like uh, right, eras of of Patriots kind of football, right? Yeah, he never left. He didn't pull a Michael Jordan, but it was kind of there was two a different about a decade clusters. gap between championships yeah. for Tom Brady in New England, and uh, but but he was still there. There was a moment in time uh, during then when they were still putting themselves in position. They were still cleaning out the AFC East. They were still getting to the AFC Championship game with ease. 
they were the force to be reckoned with. And so I'm thinking of them. I'm thinking of the Cowboys with Aikman and, and Emmett Smith. I'm thinking of the Joe Montana 49ers. Uh, Steel Curtain's probably the best that we've seen in these last 50, 60 years or so with Terry Bradshaw. But, I mean, there's there's a case to be had where if you add another one, and if this is the one that you add with Patrick Mahomes and the offense kind of struggling as much as they did throughout the regular season, they only went 11-6. and six. They were only the three seed. That's the lowest seed that they had been with uh, with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. I mean... That would even, with context involved, that would add even more, and and it would also just when you're when you're doing the counting numbers, it it also just further solidifies it to me. Yeah, it would be hard to go back and and not recognize that there could have been some context to some of those Tom Brady Super Bowls, or certainly the the different teams that we're talking about from the '60s or the '70s, or uh, you know the, the Cowboys in the '90s, whatever. Like I I think that those teams probably had some context too, but in the present day, we can certainly look at what the chiefs have been this year. And it, we followed them closely and we've lived and died with them every week. It hasn't been, it hasn't felt like the other years of this dynasty, if you will. I mean, there have been some years where we, we thought, Oh my gosh, the, the defense can't do anything. It's got to be all on the offensive shoulders. And they found ways to, to make it happen there. But like, I think that's what's so special about what they've done is, it hasn't mattered really year in and year out what the circumstances have been, where the weak spots on the team have been. They figured out a way still to consistently be here. And like, I don't just mean consistently like, yeah, they're usually there. No, it's every single time. It's every single time they're in the final four of the sport. That that feels like a unique thing. And to add another Super Bowl championship to that uh, would, would certainly solidify this group in rare air of, of NFL history. Tell us your thoughts. Are the Chiefs still dynasty building? Is it already there, or do they need to add a little more to make this a true dynasty? 875-KTGR, call or text us. Brad is here on the KTGR hotline to weigh in. Brad, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, so if you ask a Chiefs fan, and especially a Chiefs fan that's old enough to remember the uh, Marty Ball and always getting to the playoffs but never getting too far, you ask any diehard Chiefs fan, yes, we are in the middle of a dynasty because this is the best Chiefs football that we've ever seen. If you ask a football fan, are we in the middle of a dynasty, I think the answer is no, unfortunately, because of a team called New England Patriots and what they just recently did. Um, but I would say this. I would say the Chiefs and the Patriots are the conversation for what's going on. I know you all talked about the Cowboys and 49ers. I personally think the Chiefs are already past that. When you start talking about NFL records of so many years in a row of, of chief, uh, championship games and all that, is it's just phenomenal. So I, I'm going to call this, a, to the NFL fan, I will call it a mini dynasty um, with, the, with the great potential to be the greatest dynasty ever. I will also add this and let you guys go. If – the Chiefs can pull this out this year, and you guys just kind of hit on it. You know, this year is is ugly compared to the other years of Chiefs football, uh, you know, the, the heyday here so far. This year has been a struggle. Offense doesn't look right. We don't have the receivers. But if we can get past Baltimore and we make it into the Super Bowl, win or lose, I personally, as a football fan, 
would probably chalk it up as one of the greatest coached teams I will ever have oh. seen with my own two eyes. Now, there may be somebody out there that can tell me something different, but if Andy Reid can get this team to the Super Bowl, and I know it's not just Andy Reid. you got other players there that are taking them there. But I think with what they've got, even to be where they're at right now is very impressive. And yeah. um, I'm interested in seeing what happens. Guys, I appreciate you all, and uh, I'll leave you there. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate it, Brad, here on the Big Show KTGR. It's interesting. You know, yeah, what do we think about that? I'm, we I were kind of dogging Andy Reid like four weeks ago. <laughs> I was slamming Andy Reid earlier this year for yeah. the position that the Chiefs were in. I think that might have been after the Raiders loss. I can't remember which one. When Patrick Mahomes killed Christmas? Yes, I remember. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was rough at times when we were talking about this team and, and how they were stacking up amongst the rest of the NFL's you know, best teams. Like, were we putting the Chiefs still in the top five of our top five, bottom five every week? Were they still belonging there? If this is the run that they make, though, like if this is the time that they turn it on and they say, all right, it's playoff time. We can't have any more of this nonsense. We've got to come together. We've got to hone in on our matchups. We've got to make sure the little things are done right then, yes, I give a whole lot of credit to Andy Reid specifically for rallying that together and ultimately creating a season that the Chiefs fans can still be proud of, even though it wasn't great getting there. Um, it's very interesting, the symmetry, too. We're in the sixth year of Patrick Mahomes as the full-time starter for the Chiefs. First year, lost in the AFC Championship Second year, won the Super Bowl. Third year, lost the Super Bowl. Fourth year, lost the AFC Championship. Fifth year, won the Super Bowl. Sixth year, we don't know yet. If it goes to the trend, you'd say he's going to lose in the Super Bowl. But he's going to make the Super Bowl. And I think winning against this Ravens team would add quite a bit, I think, to the legacy of, of Patrick Mahomes a little bit because he's beaten Josh Allen. He's beaten Joe Burrow. Yeah, beaten some of. I mean, I guess you could say Deshaun Watson at the time was a was a star quarterback for the Texans when he beat him and came back from twenty four nothing like that. That was a Mahomes masterpiece too. Lamar Jackson is kind of that other quarterback in the AFC that is considered one of the top guys, right? (laughs) And he's going to win the MVP this year, right? Like Lamar is going to win the MVP this season. So if you beat him in his second MVP season, you know, that would say, hey, Lamar was playing at the top of his game when you toppled him to get back to the Super Bowl. I think that would be uh, an important footnote as well in, in the context of all of this. I do. And the the whole thing is with this, with the dynasty talk, I I do think it's lends to the, the Chiefs cause that, and you kind of mentioned this, Brendan, I think, but with the there's name recognition to this. There's face recognition to this with this Chiefs team. There are future Hall of Famers. I mean, when we talk about these great teams, we talk about the names, and everyone's going to, they're not going to remember the years that the Chiefs were great. They're not going to remember who specifically was standing in their way. They're not going to remember specifically, you know, how many uh, of, these years they won it, and how many of you, these years they maybe fell just short? No, they're going to remember Patrick Mahomes being the guy to beat. They're going to remember Andy Reid being the guy to beat. They're going to remember Travis Kelsey being the guy to beat. Uh, 
Steve texting in something similar to that. Only metric that matters in the dynasty conversation is the amount of hate from fans of other teams' fans. Chiefs get all the calls. Chiefs are in the NFL script. They cheat. Refs are all for the Chiefs. They are a dynasty. Um, you kind of get that uh, hate from other NFL fans, from the rest of the 31 it's, fan bases, right? Yeah. It's growing. Yeah. It is absolutely. I mean, watch it again. Social media isn't everything. But if you're tracking that over the past couple few weeks, it is very noticeable that there's just a lot of this sentiment of, oh, enough already of the Chiefs. I hope somebody beats them. It's really fascinating how, and I can't say how quickly it's come together because it's been six years. And when you get your butts beat by somebody for six straight years, that can probably set in to have you feel a certain type of way. But it is interesting to see because, like, I remember hating the Patriots. Uh, part of it was because they beat my favorite team when I was a kid, the St. Louis Rams, in the Super Bowl, and then that kind of you know kickstarted their dynasty. But I never liked Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. I always hated the Patriots. But it's fun to think that well, there's some football fans out there that are kids now that you know Patrick Mahomes is the villain, you know Andy Reid is the villain, Travis Kelsey is the super villain. These are the guys that beat your favorite team every year. That's what they do. Kids in Buffalo absolutely hate. The red and yellow and the, the entire aura of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's kind of what they're turning into, and yeah. they, they're earning it by just beating the crap out of everybody for a long, long time. You remember way back, you know, 20 years from now, gosh, I remember when we kept on losing to, to Patrick Mahomes and to Andy Reid and to Taylor Swift and to, to Travis Kelsey and, and all that, you know, <laughs> right? That's what they're going to grumble over 20 years from now. 875-KTGR, give us a call or a text. Greg texting at 875-KTGR. If D. Ford was not offside, we're in the Super Bowl and beating the Rams, which would make that three Super Bowls and six straight conference championships. No-brainer dynasty already. And another one this year would shoot them to Patriots level. Um, That would have been back-to-back Super Bowl wins, too. Well, yeah. And look, we can't just go back and say what if. Like, you have to say what happened, but it is It's fun to, to imagine, right? Well, the part I want to imagine about that is what, what will the argument look like down the road when you look back and inevitably compare? There's a little bit of crossover, obviously, between the, the Brady-Belichick era and, and obviously Brady then going to Tampa and beating Mahomes. And then the Mahomes era, the way it'll finish out, hopefully it's with his whole career coming in Kansas City. But, like, the fact that, Mahomes did play Brady a couple times in the playoffs, and it didn't go Kansas City's way. How will history look back upon that? Because in terms of like the the talent and just what he does on the field, and that's not to minimize Tom Brady, but I'd already take Mahomes. Just in terms of the the elite quarterback play, I would already say Mahomes is the is the greatest of all time. He doesn't have the counting stats to go up against Brady just yet, but eventually he probably will, and people will still be able to say, well, yeah, Brady got some of his, though, because he beat Mahomes to get there. And I'm curious how that debate is going to wage in the, the decades. If, you're, if you've always been a Tom Brady guy, you're never going to think that he's not the GOAT. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, you're, you're never going to back off that stance. And I think even those who accepted it at first, they'll, they could maybe see that Mahomes has the intangibles, maybe the skill set that is so much better, but they also recognize like that's never going to change. Mahomes had his chance to to uh, essentially stake a flag onto that uh, that conversation early on yeah. in his career. He's never going to get that chance again. So 
I, I don't know. Everyone's going to have their own uh, kind of uh, biases about that coming in, but it's it is interesting in that sense. Yeah, Chris. I will say though, in like that specific Super Bowl, um, I do recall the one big talking point coming out of that Super Bowl. It didn't come from a play from Tom Brady. Um, it came from a play from Patrick Mahomes that didn't actually count. You're right because he was doing that sideways, like parallel to the ground, parallel to the ground, just directly at man. I don't even remember who and, the running and back hits was. a guy His in the face. Team, yeah. His whole team let him down in that game. Mahomes was literally doing superhuman stuff to try and keep the Chiefs in it, and it it just couldn't happen. It was incredible. And in a loss, that was about as good as a quarterback could look in a loss without scoring a touchdown. I think that means something, maybe a little bit. I mean, it, it, does it means to me. something I mean, to people who watch it. something to me, man. Like, if you're talking about 20 years from now, though, and somebody is not watching football right now in this era and they don't necessarily appreciate what was happening in that Super Bowl in, in Tampa, whatever year it was, uh, I mean, it it doesn't resonate as, as well. It resonates to us, obviously, because it just happened. But, like, down the road, it there's going to have to be context added to it when people ask, well, why did he lose, I don't know, 34 to nine in this Super Bowl to, uh, to Tom Brady. Like that'd be, that'd be where we have to kind of explain like, okay, sit, sit down for a second. Let me tell you but what the was people happening. That don't want it, the people that are going to have their opinions aren't going to take They're that. They're not going go, to take oh, that time. No. I, you, you convinced me, you changed my mind right. based on this little, you know, they'll say, oh, you're making excuses. Like, that's just, for Mahomes, man, it would have been great for Tom Brady to just keep playing because eventually Mahomes probably would have got him and right. he could at least say, hey, see, I got him. But that, that of course, uh, you know, Tom knew <laughs> knew when the getting was no longer good to get on out. It well, worked out it, well for him. And it wasn't even D4 being offside. I mean, you could go to just the coin flip. It was an overtime game. Tom Brady got the ball first and Patrick Mahomes and get a chance to touch it. So that was honestly the yeah. big conversation where, after that. that yeah, where it, went. it actually was. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that for weeks and weeks in right. sports talk radio. Come yeah. on. So I mean, uh, there, there's that, and there's plenty of other reasons. But in the end, I, I think we kind of all agree that the Chiefs are just adding to an already existing dynasty, and they can add to it this weekend. If they if they beat the Ravens, and I think it would be an interesting notch on the belt, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, I think getting past that Ravens team uh, could be a, a real point, point proven by the greatest quarterback we've seen in in recent memory. Eight seven five KTGR and ever, yeah, I, I'll go there. I'll go there. He'll eventually be uh, in leading all those stat car- categories and things like that. So, I've there. seen a. a- topic of conversation bubble back to the surface of like if he retired today is he in the hall of fame and the answer is unequivocally yes yes there's not any question yeah he could retire tomorrow and he would be in the hall of fame no questions asked so now it would be give him the jacket right now kind of i would say this though people would kind of wonder why he retired before the afc championship game but still oh listen listen listen. (laughs) you've already completed your masterpiece you don't need to paint anymore pal you retired two days before the Ravens game, and, and, and Blaine Gabbert didn't look too good out there. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Other than that narrative, yes, he would be a Hall of yeah. Famer on, on the merit of, of his Smith. career. All right, say no more. <laughs>
Oh, big shows on at 425 KTGR and KTGR.com. Give us your thoughts about the Chiefs dynasty, if it exists already or if they need to keep on winning to make sure it is absolutely solidified. We're talking about that, and uh, we'll give our over-unders for Chiefs-Ravens at 5.05. But up next, the schedule for Mizzou Hoops. A few more home games on there coming up after this weekend. Are they finally going to have a favorable chance to get that first SEC win? We'll talk about it next year on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Chiefs are hoping to groove into Baltimore and get a victory this weekend and head back to the Super Bowl. Can they do it? Give us your thoughts on that, 875-KTGR, and whether or not they need to do it in order to keep building a dynasty, or if that dynasty has already been built. Victor texting in, I think the dynasty is already solidified and will only grow in seasons to come. That said, more winning never hurts, as for Mahomes being the GOAT, I think it's hard to compare era goats because it's different types of ball. I, I mean, yes, it, it's it's easier to maybe compare Brady and Mahomes though because they did overlap a little bit. I feel like you could right. put like your Joe Montana's and your Dan Marinos. You can talk about them too because they look like you could plop them in like right now and they'll still probably crush it. They were like that good. Oh yeah. I mean, but for getting elective seventies from and stuff, the, <laughs> probably they benefit too from the new rules. Like, there's been a lot of rule changes to to aid passing in the league, yep. right? And so yep. those guys who could sling it would not only be able to sling it still, oh. but they would have a more beneficial rule set to play Imagine. under. I would think. I think so. Dan today, goodness gracious, Dan Marino today, oh. I think would oh. be lights out. Oh. Just imagining it. But, you know, uh, Mahomes in this era, I think, has, yeah, I mean, as far as this year's crop of, or this era's crop of quarterbacks, there's no comparison. And I think you you could even go back into past years and think, well, would Mahomes be okay in those eras? And I I tend to believe so. I I think Patrick Mahomes' skill set's going to play. I yeah. think it's going to play no matter when he would play. It would be so innovative in those in those years. Um, so I, I think Patrick Mahomes rivals a lot of what we're talking about as far as the go conversation. But it's Brady still. I'm not saying it's Mahomes right now. But he's the best quarterback, the most skilled quarterback I've ever seen. I'll say that it's yeah. Mahomes. Talented, talent-wise, yes. I mean, whatever you want to say. He's the, Trust he's my the own two eyes, one. man. He, he's the greatest one. He's only 28. When he's 38, it, it'll be laughable that it's even a conversation. Wow, okay, all right. I mean, that's the trajectory he's on. Yeah. And, and again, it's not to diminish. Well, here's will what, he have seven rings? To uh, No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Here's we, what, can, we can know. Here's how we might determine this. What happens with Patrick Mahomes' career after Kelsey retires? Yeah, because that's that, fair. It's not a given, is it? Right? Like, that's... That could be coming. You know, you never know. And, and that's where Brady had you gotta give Brady his due because he did it with a variety yep, of yep. receiving cores, right? There was the you know, you could have the West Welker era, but then there's also Julian Edelman comes in and those guys were a dynamic duo. Like for all those guys, it's funny to think about and you know, Gronk and, and you you know, Randy Moss was there for a little while. You could just go yeah. on and on. But it's funny to think about for those guys, for the pass catchers themselves. 
thinking like, oh yeah, me and Brady, like that was we were the duo. But Brady's got that with like six different dudes yeah. over the course of his very Welker, Edelman, Gronk. Like who's his, who's has he ever said like, all right, who is your favorite? Like when you were just <laughs> locked in with one guy and it was, you know, across eras, it's right. gonna be but who was your one, you know, that would be, yeah. again, I don't know if he's ever addressed that, but I'd know. like to hear that answer. Be very Give him some truth serum. Yeah, for sure. 875-KTGR. Uh, call or text us here. So that'll be the, the interesting one. Who, who becomes Mahomes' next go-to after Travis Kelsey? Rashi Rice. Rashi uh, yeah, Rice. It's, I mean, it's Rashi yep. Rice, isn't it? Who needs Jerry you're, Rice? You've got Rashi Rice. you got Rashi Rice, but could I, could I offer you like a T. Higgins or a Michael Pittman? Can I offer you one of those names? <laughs> no, as well? no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, because Free no, that, to that be? could be like the. I'm not saying that the these those players would be uh, the type of player that I'm about to mention, but is there a is there a Randy Moss type that comes into say. the Chiefs locker room for one year and just lights it up with Mahomes and they set all these records and things like that? Who becomes Justin that guy? Jefferson. So, but why would Ooh, he leave I after like that. a year? Come through, pal. Why would he leave? Why wouldn't he just stay? Because Mahomes is so young. I mean, I guess it's always going to come down to money. I, I don't know. Brady it's... was was young when that happened. So, I mean, I guess that anything could happen. But Justin Jefferson would be hilarious, though. I mean, he's so ready carnage. for that, man. The carnage. What would have to happen for the answer to be Jamar Chase? Like, how <laughs> sideways would the world have to become for that duo to ever link up? I mean, I hey, don't know if that's ever going to happen. Orlando Brown went to the Chiefs or the Bengals. You know, it's possible. Yeah, it's but, out there. But that's you're talking about the the QB wide receiver duo from college that won a national championship. Yeah. Like, if you're the if you're the Bengals and you do anything, you just have to keep those two guys together. There's mm-hmm. no other yeah. whatever else you do. We can we can nitpick, but that's the one thing that you just say, all right, whatever it takes, that's our core. All the money goes um, to those two guys. Yeah, they, you just have to. Yeah. You have to. 875-KTGR, call or text us. All right, uh, we'll, we'll get to more Dynasty talk throughout the week and maybe next week, <laughs> barring a, a Chiefs victory probably. Uh, but the Zoom ends basketball, well... What about him? What I very miss? Far is that a dynasty? For, uh, is, can we, is, is the Zoom ends basketball a dynasty? The dynasty of what is maybe my next question. Kim Anderson had a dynasty. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you go, when you <laughs> In go one direction, yeah, seasons, he sure did. Oh, boy. Eight conference games total. 27 wins. That's a lot of wins, man. I don't know if people That's know this. That's a lot of wins for one season. For three, it's less. Dennis Gates already has more in a oh, season wait, and a half. Over, <laughs> 27 over <laughs> three seasons. Okay, that makes He's sense. He's already surpassed that. Of yep. Not, almost so, just yes. over a calendar year. Dynasty is what you're saying. He's already right, yeah, surpassed yeah. his predecessors. Exactly. Yes. I'm all about it. Right, yeah. Um, this week, or the next couple of weeks, I should say, it, it's interesting. Schedule almost opens up a little bit. And I can't believe I'm being optimistic all of a sudden. <laughs> but so is fun. this maybe the chance that you, that you give Mizzou basketball to finally get that SEC win under their belt? And, and look, it, it could happen this weekend. I mean, South Carolina, yeah, they did beat. Kentucky, but there's always that hangover effect. You're right there in overtime with them at home. I, I think it's possible this weekend. Not likely, but possible. Uh, but but when when do you think it could come, if it is coming in the next couple of weeks? Give us your thoughts, 875-KTGR. Yeah, they have Arkansas uh, next week. That's the one that you... Here's like where it's going to come down to is like you can't lose to that Arkansas team. They're, they're that bad. Mizzou has struggled. Mizzou, though, has been competitive largely in these losses. 
Arkansas, what they they lost by twenty six, I think it was to Ole Miss. That's, I mean, come Bad. on, Ole Miss is the Ole Miss is the team that was losing by twenty points on the road to Tennessee, and I think it happened again to another one of the top top teams. And Arkansas lost to that team by twenty six. I think Ole Miss a little bit fraudulent, fine team, but they're probably not tournament bound in my estimation. They're gonna be on that bubble, and that's the team that Arkansas loses to by twenty six. I don't understand. I'm not complaining, believe me, but I don't understand how that's happened. Because during football season, I remember thinking back, and, and, and you'd interact with Arkansas fans on Twitter and stuff like that, and you'd go, well, this is a lot of fun. We're going to have to enjoy it while we last because we know that Arkansas kind of makes the Elite Eight most years. And we're just we're just going to know that their basketball right, team's going to yeah. be in the mix. Yeah, Guys, their basketball team is not only not in the mix, it is one of the worst teams in the, the conference. Yeah, they're Missed the tournament. They're not even, I mean, they're not going to go 500 if this keeps up. It's absolutely inexplicable. Projected to go 5-13 and 13 in conference. And look, I, and right oh. now they're 1-5, they're 1-6 one one right now in right conference. Now. Yep. So, you know, they... Who they beat? I know they lost. I know they, they lost beat guys A&M to the by one at home. <laughs> yeah. They Ugh. lost guys to the NBA. I get that. But, oh, my gosh, Musselman, what, what are you doing, my man? You got to reload. Can we still make fun of them, even though we're having the same thing? Look, Eric Musselman was out in the locker room putting on a literal track uniform with the very short shorts and all the. Yes, Yes, we can make fun of Eric Musselman. He's ready to absolutely can make fun of him. Make the call. Look, we're all down here in the cellar together, and it's not comfy because we don't like them. But their situation is way worse than Mizzou's. I don't know what their recruiting rankings are, but Mizzou does have a top five class signed. So. I don't know. They're Mizzou. I'd much rather be Mizzou basketball looking ahead to like the next two months and then the next two, three years than Arkansas. There's no doubt about that. Man, better spot than Arkansas. You don't agree? No, I no, I think I agree. I just I I'm I wonder if the general consensus out there is is that the general consensus is to ignore both of us right now because right yeah you you know what I mean like your your bottom feeders in the SEC but Arkansas class by the way uh, so twenty four seven sports Arkansas okay so Mizzou is ranked fourth in uh, the recruiting rankings for twenty twenty four and Arkansas is twenty sixth so what a okay. bunch of brokies I take my I would take my recruiting class personally the one that's ranked fourth in the country yeah I'd take that one. I would too so but all this to say like. We know that Mizzou is it's superior in every regard when it comes to the gridiron football. The Arkansas, uh, yes. fans, Arkansas fans simply won't accept this as fact, but it is reality. Yeah, they can be. They can Look be their at own. Any number of thing. things yeah. you want since, since Mizzou joined the SEC. Yeah. It's not even a conversation. No, it's not even a debate. Mizzou is superior in every regard. Basketball, you got to hand it to Arkansas. They've made some deep tournament runs, even though Mizzou finished better last year in the conference standings. They didn't get as deep into the tournament as Arkansas did, and they've done that consistently. And that that's frustrating for Mizzou basketball fans. But you don't even have basketball now, Arkansas. You may have to just become a track and field school. It's all. It may be all they have left. I mean, baseball. You know, they're well, pretty good at baseball. Well, yeah, yeah but that doesn't fit my real. narrative. That doesn't fit my narrative. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> Mizzou Big baseball. Sport. Easy. Mizzou Come baseball on. is on the. They are the an excellent. I, I believe they are a very good track and field program too. No, they are. The that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, on social like, media yeah, is like, they claim yeah, they're, they're their great. fans will say we yeah. want more national championships, and they'll it's like so all of them more are track, track and field. championships. Yeah, which again, 
is a great noble profession. Up. But that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> we're talking about comparing, you know, football, basketball, and some of the the, the big sports here. Let's see him get on Ultimate the wrestling mat. Come on. About. Well, disc golf is where Mizzou beats everybody. Oh, exactly. oh yeah, come yeah, on, come on. There's no Keep debate up. there. But I'd love to see Mind Arkansas get on the wrestling mat too. <laughs> that on, would be right. That would be cute. Yep. Yeah. That would be adorable. Sure. Try that for size. I like that oh, we're man. just turning this into the Bash Arkansas. Well, I mean, that's uh, it's all we. Whenever got, we man. get a chance to do it's that on a big show, it's we do hard. not pass it's it up. Look, look at the state of their programs. It's not difficult. It's not no. that hard to do. It really isn't. Really isn't. I can't wait for football. Still, like me too. <laughs> yeah, come on, oh, it's all we got. Be so great. And that guy is probably going to say, "Oh, Arkansas is still a better team," and the, they just—they're going to have game. no leg to stand on. They already don't. What do you want to do? Ten win seasons since we joined the conference. Do you want to do seasons, total wins, conference total wins. wins? What do you head want? Head to head wins. Take your pick. Head to head. Pick. pick. Right. You can pick <laughs> the metric. I'll let you pick. Arkansas fans, please. Love it. Eight seven five KTGR. I think they've had more head coaches since then. They probably have all right, more. So they that. might yeah, win in that. Right, so they they might be the winner right. there. I don't. I don't know there that for go. sure, but it, it sounds yeah, maybe like it's right. It was just off the top of my head. <laughs> it, it was a funny joke. If they have, true or if not. they have more than three, then yes, it's true. But uh, okay. the zoo also has had three since then. Well, but, you, you know, know yeah, you had a, a long run of yeah. continuity with Pinkle, and the guy's got to retire at some point. So yeah. you 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 go from there. That's all. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us uh, with your Mizzou basketball. So there's thoughts. Arkansas. What are the with other With your teams? Arkansas takes. What are you talking about, Mizzou basketball? Well, call or text us with your Arkansas thoughts. Yeah, I thought yeah. this was uh, yeah. the Arkansas. Your bash now. Arkansas takes are being accepted now <laughs> on the big show at 442. And, and, and honestly, at any time. You can you can give yeah. in an Arkansas bashing take. That's an open invite. Any pl- yeah. We, we accept any and all Arkansas bashing. And we will not let you. Uh, we'll not put you on hold for that. You can get straight <laughs> you're, on. You're straight to the front of the line. <laughs> you're That's straight the way. to the front of the line. If you're here to bash Arkansas, go right on ahead. Oh man. Under the bus to Arkansas. Uh, that's ne- that's uh, that's next. Uh, but uh, yeah, a little preview. Uh, under the bus to Arkansas, and also more un- illegal sports betting by oh, this one's a good. Great. This, this might be like the granddaddy of them all. Is this it? is the this oh, is the man. Belichick masterclass too. By oh, this one. that's next. You're listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. It's time to go under the bus on the Big Show. Well, this under the bus yet again goes to some illegal gambling with for an NFL player, but it wasn't. While he was in the NFL, while he was in college, Kayshawn Butte, former LSU wideout, now in his first year with the New England Patriots, arrested today and charged with illegal sports betting while he played at LSU. The 21-year-old, he's 21 now, right? He's he's a young, young. I honestly think that's how they found all this out, man. I don't know how long they've had the info, but he tried to like open up another account in another state, and they matched the credit cards that he had been using on the account that wasn't in his name. Although the username was Kayshawn Booty One, like I don't, yeah. I don't know what. Come on, man. <laughs> what he was thinking with that? But uh, wow, this is a bombshell today. Yeah, and he was apparently 20 years old when he set up these accounts. You got to be 21 to uh, gamble. He apparently placed more than 8,900 <laughs> wagers. 
on sports with at least 17 bets on NCAA football games, including at least six on LSU games. My man. (laughs) And get this. I saw where he had done part of a parlay for himself to score a touchdown against Florida State and for himself to accrue 82 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he did neither of those things. Ah. But at least he was betting on himself to do oh, well. Oh, wow. The scandal would be where it's bad enough as it is, and it's a it's a really black mark on Bill Belichick's ability to evaluate receivers. I mean, <laughs> holy crap. It's another one. Another but, one. But, but beyond that, at least he wasn't betting on himself not to score or to get fewer yards because then I think that's an even bigger right. problem for and the NCAA. That's uh, something that LSU definitely would have had to look into. They had to look into it themselves. They apparently found out about it summer last year and had to make sure nobody else was doing the exact same thing. Turns out, I guess this was just Kayshawn betting 8,900 times. But and like the amounts were massive as yeah, well. He I had like he several hundred thousand dollars. $150,000. Yeah. He was betting more than NFL Pro at the time, Calvin Ridley, when he got popped. Like yeah. that's He was going hard. Under the bus. Is he making in the NFL, you think? No, his after career this? is over. This is done. Over? He's done. <laughs> I know that this? this didn't happen in the NFL, but he was fringy anyway. Right. And a character concerned guy anyway. Like He was suspended from LSU to finish his LSU career, said he was coming back, and then was like, no, I'm probably not welcome back. I'll just go pro. Six-round pick. No, he's done. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Maybe not bet against the – or bet on your own team or bet – uh, in the sport There's a you're lot playing. of maybe nots on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot. Under the bus also. Unfortunately, I, I hate doing this. Uh, it's a local Kansas City TV station, no, KNBC. No, not my news station, dog. Uh, Chris. <laughs> Look what happened. So this is This is a good one, though. Oh. So, uh, of course, they're talking all about the AFC Championship game this weekend. We're going to put up a nice fancy graphic to promote it all. The they're Chiefs watching. taking on the Ravens. There's one problem. Chiefs logo was correct. That was fine. The Ravens logo apparently was not correct. It instead was the logo of the Olathe Northwest Ravens. <laughs> the biggest game of their yeah, life. Not like this, man. Not like this, dog. How about Come the on. pub for Olathe Northwest? What's the spread? I don't on know. Chiefs Olathe Northwest. <laughs> What's the We're spread on that go game? Into I, uh, the feds kick down your door if you try to bet right. on it. I will bet that Keyshawn Boutte knows the spread on that. Oh, he does he know? 100%. Wow. Gosh, is he going to be in on He's this? Locked I, in. I think so. Yeah. Under the bus. It was kind of cool, though, because, <laughs> I mean, the the Olathe Northwest football account, I think, retweeted it. Oh, was I'm like, sure. oh, gee, we're ready for the challenge. Let's go, <laughs> we Chiefs. Want the Chiefs. We want the Chiefs, baby. Pumped oh, up for that's it. Funny. Let's go. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on The Big Show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. Celebrate those January birthdays with delicious handmade chocolates and candies from the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Anniversary birthday any day. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. So this is kind of a cool story. Nick Dunlap, college kid at Alabama, college golfer, he, he becomes the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour or to win a PGA event, essentially. Yeah. Wins the American Express title. 20-year-old kid. First amateur since 1991. Phil Mickelson did it as an amateur 
back in the 90s. No one else had done it until this guy Nick Dunlap did. And he kind of had to like take it in a little bit. And he was, as an amateur winning, he got invited back to the next few PGA Tour events. Right. And and he was like, no, nah, I'm... I'm going to withdraw because I need to think about my future. You, do I want to keep going the pro to tour me. or do yeah. I want to go back to college, play with my teammates there, finish out school, everything like that? Yeah, I mean, there's time. You that, know what? Right? I think that's the right call. There's so much time for that, and you can only do what he's looking to do with your with your buddies in college. And, you know, I don't know what the, the course of their season is or their team's expectations, but he's he's got a bright future and i think that's a savvy decision by a young person to make i think that's a really interesting look really cool story well yeah and he's going pro yeah oh not a cool story oh wait whoa, whoa wait a minute going pro. wait you didn't know this you didn't I, know huh? where this was going i thought i knew the ending of this andy i talked for three minutes about the fact that it's really cool that he wants to go back with his buddies and you've got your no, whole life he's, ahead he's, of you. he's signing on to be a pga tour pro he's gonna play in the next event well, if that's not the moment of the week, I oh, don't know what it is. Come on. <laughs> well, come on. This guy. He soured the sweetest it. thing in sports like that. <laughs> I thought it was sweet that he was going back <laughs> to school. <laughs> I read it wrong. I had the wrong read, I thought it was guys. sweet that he's a 20-year-old guy and he's going to chase his dream <laughs> of being a PGA Tour pro. <laughs> you set me up, man. The way you were phrasing that, and I had seen this story earlier in the week, but I hadn't seen the conclusion. I had seen the talk of like, yeah, this is a decision that he's going to have to face. I literally you... wrote in the rundown, Nick Dunlap, PGA Pro. <laughs> Brennan was like, I wonder who that is. <laughs> listen, that's interesting. Hey, in my, in my huh, defense. I wonder who that's for. Yeah. No, no, listen, in my defense, there was a, there was a segment like 20 minutes ago where in the sheet you said, Hey, we're going to talk about the Mizzou basketball schedule upcoming. And what did I do? I said, like hell we are. We're wow. talking about Arkansas and how bad they are at everything. So it's not the first thing that I've accidentally hijacked on the day. Hopefully it's not the last, but, you know, I, I thought yeah, I knew the I don't story. Know I, don't, I don't know about hopefully. Man. I, don't, I did I'm not, not know to that, but. <laughs> what I thought I knew. I, you, set, yeah, you set me up, but it was in the show sheet. You're not lying about that. Uh, congrats, Nick Dunlap. Uh, what school did he go PGA to? Pro. Out of curiosity. Uh, he Alabama. He is an Alabama. Oh, they had two Knicks leave on him? That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I thought he was staying. I thought he was oh. going to go back to school. I, I said, hey, he's got his whole life ahead of him. It's a great decision to wait. <laughs> And he goes, no, he's going pro. No. Oh, what a Same whip. said, get out now, player. Oh, I got you. Just you just let me talk for like two minutes. I didn't know where you were going to go wrong. with it. Oh. oh. <laughs> we need some over-unders. <laughs> we, Time for a water we break. We need some over-unders <laughs> like we've never needed them before. It's next on the big show.